Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Tremble letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Tremble, the horror movie podcast. I'm your host, Chris. With me, as always, is Steven Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. Okay, considering. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Well, we we got a a, a haunted ship double feature because that's what everyone wanted and asked for. Um, Why? Why, everyone? Why? I don't, you know, I'm kidding. I don't know if anyone really asked for this, but we're, we're doing it anyways because. Somewhere out there, someone's going to be like, there's going to be a trivia night at some local bar you're going to be at. And they're going to be like, what two movies are got haunted ships? And you could be like, ghost ship and dust ship. I'd be like, Pirates of the Caribbean, Curse <laughs> of the Black Pearl, Dead Man's Chest, and At World's End. We're not talking about movies that <laughs> killed Johnny, Kep- Johnny Depp's career. Besides Amber Heard. He killed her career. Or she killed his career more than Yeah, anything. absolutely. We would have gotten a sixth movie. It was the deal was pretty much done. Would they have ever Christmas stopped? Movie. I feel like Pirates would just be a franchise that goes on forever and ever and ever and ever. Taylor, I'll watch Jack Sparrow until I die. <laughs> I still contend that I have fun with each of those movies. Like, yeah, four and five are downgrades, but they're still to me they're still entertaining. I still love the character of Jack Sparrow. Is mm-hmm. I mean one of the modern characters that. I, I would list in like a top 20 for sure. Oh, yeah. Cool. Uh, well, <laughs> arguably not as great of a movie as Ghost Ship. Ugh. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Oh. I, I had fun with both of these movies, even though I recognize they're not good. Mm-hmm. For different reasons. Yeah. I have fun with the opening of this movie, and then it all goes downhill. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. The- there was a, I read a rumor on the internet that when the main cast originally signed on for this movie, it was a completely different movie from what they eventually ended up making. And mm-hmm. that there's even some cast members that do not speak highly of this movie afterwards. So Juliana Margulies has disowned it. She won't talk about it. Yeah. So I found that a very interesting tidbit <laughs> and makes a lot of sense. Because this movie has a, a wonderful cast that sucked me in, and I I saw um, uh, oh no, I'm blanking on his name. We were literally talking about him right before this podcast. Judge Judge Dredd. Oh, uh, uh, Carl Urban. Carl Urban. I saw Carl Urban, and I was like, oh fuck yeah, this is gonna be a great movie. And it, mm, no, like and and like he was the, in the he's the third tier of supporting characters. Yeah, yeah, like he was barely in this as much as I really wanted him to be. So yeah, and his death scene was. Like it just kind of, there was no time spent on it. They could have really dragged that out to be a little more dramatic, and instead he just kind of gets like sucked into something and dies. And, anyways, anyways, underutilized. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and to think that instead it was originally supposed to be Brian Cox instead of Gabriel Byrne. Interesting. I could see that. Yeah. Yeah. He he backed out to do the ring, uh, arguably a better horror film. I think that's a good career choice. Yeah, <laughs> it didn't help Gabriel Byrne. This movie didn't help anybody. 
like no. to be honest and and i i until watching the movie i totally forgot that the little girl was emily browning mm-hmm. i mean it didn't help isaiah washington but then again i don't know oh, isaiah that. washington didn't help isaiah washington no it's just funny seeing him in this i'm like oh yeah there was a oh yeah relevant yeah okay I love Ron Eldred, though. I always have. He's so underrated. He's that guy that people are like, oh, I like that guy, but they don't generally know his name. He is like an indie darling for so long, and uh, I haven't seen him in anything for so freaking long. I, I really like Ron Eldred. But again, nobody is utilized in any sort of a good way, way in this movie. Yeah. I think the last movie I remember seeing him in was that Steve Jobs movie with, um, what's his name? Ashton Kutcher. Kutcher? Yeah. Yeah, the one was just called Jobs, yeah. I think. Yeah, I think he was in that. With Josh Gad. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Trumbull's that's right. favorite, Josh Gad. <laughs> <laughs> Can we find some horror movies he's done and like do a Josh Gad double feature? What was the zombie one he did? Little Monsters? Yeah. Yeah. I think that might be the only horror movie he's done. As far as I can think of, yeah, that's the only Josh Gad horror film. We could do okay. Beauty and the Beast as a horror film. That was it's pretty bad. pretty goddamn bad, yeah. Well, actually, correction, he was in a 2007 movie called Razortooth. Ooh. And the synopsis for this movie is amazing. The concept is based on a true story concerning an exotic species of eels that are released in the southeast from Asia. They breathe air and can survive on land. And that's what the, the fuck? Yeah, it's from the producer of The Devil's Rejects. Oh wow! Yeah, well, that's wow. I'm surprised by that one. Yeah. Um, he he played. He's a werewolf essentially in a, a series now. Oh, okay. Well, that's Wolf good. like me. It's him and Isla Isla Fisher. Okay. It's got good reviews actually. I mean, and he was Muncher in uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Oh yeah. I mean. We could probably make the argument that Artemis Fowl is a horror movie because I felt... Oh, that was horrific on my mind. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What the fuck, Kenneth Branagh? Like, what the hell are you doing? Hey, he redeemed himself with... um... Belfast. Yeah. So. Yeah. Give him some credit. I would agree. (laughs) Yeah. You got to make some shit before you know what's not shit. That's fair. That is very fair. Um, But yeah, Ghost Ship. What is Ghost Ship about? It's about... Well, here's a summary. In a remote region of the Bering Sea, a boat salvage crew discovers the eerie remains of a grand passenger liner through thought lost uh, for more than 40 years. But once on board the eerie carnivorous ship, the crew of the Arctic warrior discovers that the decaying vessel is anything but deserted. It's home to something more deadly and horrific than anything they've encountered in their years at sea. Okay. Yikes. That was a very long synopsis for basically yeah. to find a ship. Like, <laughs> that could have been half as long as what it is. A friend of mine uh, on on uh, on on TikTok, uh, a really good friend of mine that I worked with at the video store, Tyler, actually posted a video today about Ghost Ship. Oh. Um, yeah. Let me actually see if I can actually bring it up. And, and and play it because it's actually it's super it, it's super like like huh i get that mm-hmm. okay hold on a second Oop, if i can get this right and not be an idiot 
Period. In the 2002 film Ghost Ship, cover shows a ghost ship, but that's not in the movie. What's in the movie is a ship full of ghosts. A ship full of ghosts should have been the title. Tagline is sea evil, but the sea isn't evil, it's water. What's evil is the moral failings of humanity. <laughs> I love that. It's not a ghost ship. It's a go. It's a ship full of ghosts. It should be called ship full of ghosts. <laughs> Is that not exactly like? Boom. Okay. Yes, I I completely agree with this because for this movie and Death Ship, I went into these thinking, "Ooh, cool ships that come alive and kill people," and I was so. Especially when we get to the Death Ship episode, like I, I have a lot to say about that because I feel like I got tricked when we went into that movie. Um, I was so excited because I kind of bought into like the whole. Anyways, I'm not going to talk too much about Death Ship, but I feel this in my soul, and I agree wholeheartedly. <laughs> ship just, full of ghosts. It's not I, a ghost ship. I just thought I never thought going out to sea on this show would be so mediocre. <laughs> You would think a, a ship full of ghosts would actually have a lot of potential. On, on both. I thought that there would be, like, a lot more fun to have with both. And I just, I feel, I feel let down. I feel like I didn't have the experience that you guys did. Well, honestly, with Ghost Ship in particular, I feel like the movie gets ruined by all the rules that it tries to implement later mm -hmm. on. With, like, all the explanation behind why this is happening and who started this and blah, 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 blah. Like, they could have just had a ship haunted by evil spirits who like killing people. And they could have yeah. just gone through different things with these characters. And I honestly think that would have been a way more fun plot, to this movie at least, Ghost Ship, then, oh, yeah, no, there's this guy and he's, like, working for the devil and he's got to collect all these souls. And there's this whole plot that he's, like, got with this gold that he tricks people with. And it's just, it's kind of hokey. And it's, and, like, it sets up for some cool, like, foreshadowy lines in the in the beginning of the movie. But other than that, it's just, like, meh, like, mm -hmm. okay, <laughs> I yeah, guess. absolutely. And it's funny because it's Steve Beck who... It was not a stranger to the Dark Castle movies because he also did uh, 13 Ghosts, which that movie mm. fucks. That movie yes. absolutely fucks. It's the, so awesome still. There is one specific scene in Ghost Ship that actually reminded me of 13 Ghosts when um, Isaiah Washington's character is following the ghost through parts of the ship. Mm -hmm. I was like, ooh, this almost seems like that part of 13 Ghosts where they're like going through the house and like there's all the like a... Uh, they're like cells that are it's been a while since i've seen that movie but mm -hmm. they're basically like imprisoned ghosts yeah and yeah. and like the atmosphere and the way that the camera was following like it was very reminiscent of that too absolutely yeah. but uh, yeah i mean the fact that this one comes secondary and i like i is this one of the last dark castle moves i feel like it is i feel like yeah. this one effectively killed that 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 offshoot studio or at least <laughs> the one that like most people would think of i'm sure they probably came out with like i don't know evil dog or something probably stupid but like I mean, <laughs> most people probably would know would know this movie probably yeah absolutely. ghost dog ghost but dog. it's but it's not a ghost dog it's but a it's dog not, that has ghosts yeah it's not yeah. the way of the samurai ghost dog with forrest whitaker it's some other terrible ghost dog <laughs> fair um okay let's see what we got here uh first time we watched this movie um on D uh or on VHS I guess it would have been at the time um cuz I didn't see it in theaters um for whatever reason I just didn't it didn't appeal to me to go see it in theaters 
even though it was a Dark Castle movie. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, no, I think House of Wax came after this one, so House of Wax might be the final one. Um, but uh, I, I think this was the only one of the Dark Dark Castle movies. This and Gothica were the only movies I didn't see in theaters because I saw House on Haunted Hill in theaters, I saw Thirteen Ghosts in theaters, and I saw House of Wax in theaters. Okay. But uh, wax in theaters too, which I maybe regret a little bit, but it had that's got some real fucking cool parts in that movie. I I, I think House of Wax gets a bit of a bad rap. I think it gets most of its bad rap because Paris Hilton's in it, but man, Paris Hilton's (laughs) death scene in it is fucking awesome. Yeah, and I kind of like the ambiance of that movie, like it's got a very good tone and setting. I don't know, yeah, definitely. I would agree, and it's not the worst. Yeah, I think people sleep on that one for sure. It's okay. fun. Okay. Um, let's see. First time I watched this movie, I'm pretty sure I watched it on, yeah, VHS or DVD. When did the movie come out? That's when. 2002? Yeah, it would have been, been VHS for me. Because I think we got a DVD player like closer to like 2004 or something. So. But I definitely Man, this... Oh, sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, this is such a 2002 movie, too. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. I actually own it on DVD, and it's got a lenticular cover. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. I, funny enough, the first time I tried to watch the movie, I got to, like, the opening part, and uh, my dad was like, no, this is too gory. Like, return was off. So, (laughs) I didn't watch the rest of the movie, but then, like, uh, like the next night we put it in and he wasn't around and we're like we're watching the rest of this movie and even then i remember just being kind of bored like the movie yeah. plateaus early on and then just peters off pretty quick mm-hmm. like, yeah because it's like you need if you're gonna open the movie with that you need to match that at least some point in the movie mm-hmm. and they don't they mm-hmm. don't and then they get lost in their own plot holes and like taylor said they have to have these big winded things of trying to explain it and it never works yeah yeah, cool. yeah. i think we had talked about this movie even i don't remember if it was on the podcast or after one of the episodes that we recorded and you guys were like oh my god the opening scene oh my god the opening scene and you didn't spoil it for me which was nice because when i watched this opening scene i was like holy fuck this is awesome i love this mm-hmm. and then the rest of the movie is just like Meh. <laughs> um i ended up watching it ba- basically for this episode even though uh i should have watched it a lot earlier because we had talked about it but i i was just uh, i was so hyped up by that opening scene and then it just let me down afterwards and i feel very sad about that it could have been so good especially with all the people they had in this movie it could have been so good yeah I mean, it's a lot of wasted potential, but yeah. Uh, let me see. Oh, I didn't even put any emails for this. Let me see if I can quickly find some emails here. Probably, I didn't see that many when I wrote, so it might be a, a barren day for emails, which is fair. Uh, oh, well, we got one from John, and John reiterates what everyone else is already thinking, which is basically... This is one of the best opening scenes of any horror film, but the rest of the movie, eh. Yeah. Yeah. 
You can literally watch that opening scene and then turn it off. Yep. 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 Uh, oh, Mike says the movie never really reached uh, its potential and saying basically, you know, the, the rest of the film doesn't match how great that opening scene is. No. Yeah. Easy, easy thing. But the thing is, it that opening scene is so memorable. But yet, that's the only thing we'll ever talk about when it comes to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, oh, uh, we've got a few emails actually. One from Toby who says, "I'm very nostalgic for this movie. I know it's stupid, but going to Blockbuster and getting some microwave popcorn and watching this movie, it was a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah, it's not a great movie, but I certainly remember." 2002 watching this on VHS and having a good time. Mm. Sure. That's understandable. Yeah. I like a lot of terrible things because I watched them as a kid, so I understand that. Yeah. I totally agree with that. I mean, <laughs> things that are just like you know they're not great, but you just have such fond memories around those that you're like, yeah, I can't I can't hate on those. Yeah. Uh, best line from this movie? Uh, Nothing. Not- yeah. <laughs> I, I, the script is so... T- it's just not good. It's so... The- everything is, is just kind of generic. And, like, the only lines that I really liked were maybe ones that when I went back and, like, read stuff about the film afterwards were, like, kind of foreshadowy. Like, when, um, when they first in- are initially having the meeting about I guess his name is Ferryman. Like, that's uh, like he's the ferryman or something like that, I guess. Um, But the guy who turns out to be the big bad is talking to them about finding the ship, and someone goes, Have you told anyone else about this? And he goes, Not a living soul. Ugh. (laughs) Oh, I knew that was coming. Ugh. When when he said it, and then I was like, Oh, man. Yeah. I have a heyday with this one. I feel like if I had been. paying more attention to it it would have been obvious from the Mm -hmm. beginning that he was someone not i don't know but maybe not maybe i don't know um but yeah other than that like i don't i didn't pick up on any lines really that i was like oh that's a good one i should write that down i uh i I would say um it was between um carl urban and ron elder where carl urban goes i think i just shit my pants and then ron elder goes no you always smell that way oh yeah i had that one down too that one was great. There was also one uh, between Dodge and Munder, where Dodge says, "Hey, check this out," and Munder says, "Hey, it's a watch. Congratulations, buddy." And Dodge says, "No, look again, you moron. It's a digital watch. Do the math. They didn't have digital watches in 1962." <laughs> that may or may not have come into play when I was making my dumbest decision choice too. Yeah. Uh, best performance. <laughs> Ugh. Take your pick, because pretty much everyone Emily Browning. Yeah, she's probably the best part about this movie. Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh man, I kind of want to say um, Rob Elder. I don't know. I yeah, he, he was okay. He was Rob okay. Elder. Yeah, he was probably the most entertaining thing in this movie, but that's not saying a lot because. best kill I mean Mm, there's there's one there's one that's the best 
it's got to be the opening like 80. Absolutely. Right? Yeah, 100%. It has to be the wire. It has to. It has to. It's, How could you not? As, we're counting that as one kill because just logistically, why not? But yeah, it's it was the greatest kill in this movie, like by and large. I I just hate I'm so salty about this movie because like they they show that scene and then later on in the movie when they're showing the full carnage of what's actually going on in the ship. Yeah. That that happens on the ballroom and then other people just get like shot in the swimming pool and it's like so underwhelming compared to oh first we're going to cut all these people in half and then we're just going to shoot a bunch of people. Like ugh, ugh ugh be more creative please. You're asking way too much. Yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, cool. Let's see. You've got dumbest decision. I mean, there's a lot. Oh, there's there's so many. There's uh first first the digital watch thing. If you find a digital watch on an old ass ship and it shouldn't be there, you shouldn't be there. You should get the fuck off. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know why they didn't ask more questions to themselves about what happened to the other people that were potentially on this ship, because that would have been red flag number one. Mm -hmm. Second of all, the, the I, what's the guy's name? Uh, Gabriel Byrne, is that the, he played the, the main guy, or the, like, the leader guy. Kind yeah, of. yeah. He just walks around touching everything. Yeah. Like, there's, there's the bloody knife in the sink. And he just picks it up and looks at it like, dude, what the? F and then he finds alcohol later on. I mean, I, I'm assuming he was maybe like slightly possessed or something like that. But he finds a glass of some sort of hard liquor and he goes to drink it like, dude, I don't understand what you're doing on this nasty ass ship going around touching everything. It's so fucked up. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> anyways, that I was having a, a bit of a time with. I think those scenes happen almost consecutively, and I was like getting so angry at my screen watching it. <laughs> uh, I mean, this, there's a lot of things in this movie that bug me, but Murphy says that the boat was like going a certain number of knots per hour, but knots already is a measurement of nautical miles per hour, so it, <laughs> it doesn't make any fucking sense. And I swear to God, after this movie was over, I kept saying to myself, like, knots per hour doesn't make any fucking sense because knots is already a measurement of, of distance per time. So, uh, yeah, I mean, dumbest decision, just anything about this movie, but this in particular really bugged me. I was, I, I still get a little upset just thinking like, who did the research into this movie? Clearly nobody. <laughs> Clearly nobody. I don't think anyone after this movie was done even watched it and went, hmm, maybe we should make some tweaks. I think they were just like, ah, oh, this is good. Let's it's put done. it out. Yeah, let's yeah. go. <laughs> go, go, go. Yeah. Scary ship with ghosts. Perfect. Yep. Well, like, the, the, did anyone check what knots is actually a measurement of? No, it's fine. Just work with it. <laughs> I think it's time to score this. What are we thinking for a score? I'm going to go with a... Just because that open scene is really great, I'm going to go with a 4 out of 10. Oh. I also think a 4 out of 10 as well. 
I, I do agree that the opening scene's great. I don't think it's like one of the greatest scenes of horror cinema, but no, I mean, but it's a scene that horror fans need to see, though. I agree with that. Yeah, I, yeah. If anything, watch this movie for the first opening scene, which you could probably watch on YouTube at this point. But mm-hmm. and then watch nothing else. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Be uh, figure that you've seen the movie now. I actually, out of curiosity, looked it up, and yes, the scene is on YouTube. So. You literally don't need to watch this movie. <laughs> oh, perfect. That's all you need. I yeah. feel like I need to go a little bit higher with my score, and I, it's mm. purely in agreement with one of the emails that this movie is so early 2000s that it just gives me a warmth in my soul because that's the decade that I grew up in. <laughs> like, yeah. having all these like last-minute twists that don't really make sense and just add bulk to the plot and like mm-hmm. all of like the spooky i don't know it, it's just so early 2000s that it, it gives me a little bit of nostalgia so i think i'm gonna go with a five out of ten also because of the opening scene like the opening scene i will always remember even if i don't remember literally anything else about this movie going forward because i just have a feeling that's gonna happen um uh but it's that will I, I have a feeling that just that scene will stick in my brain and I'll always be like, oh, yes, one of the it, it just sucks because it's like one of the best death scenes, in my opinion, like the coolest. Like, yeah, everyone just gets sliced right in half and it's in such a dumb movie. And I just uh. anyways, five out of ten. <laughs> like, I don't know. Don't get me wrong. This is still borderline watchable. I Like when I go to four out of ten, it's like. You could probably watch this. Will you get frustrated? Yes. Will you be questioning life decisions? Yes. But it's at least borderline watchable. Like, if it was any worse, I would say don't even waste your time. But it's Norm- Yeah. Normally, I would say with sometimes the movies that are, like, bad, that you can get drunk and watch them and it, it'll be fine. But I feel like if you get drunk and watch this, eventually you're going to get bored and turn it off. Because <laughs> yeah. the, 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 the opening part of this movie, like, the rest of it just can't keep up. And so eventually you're going to be waiting. You're going to be waiting for the opening to kind of come back at you in some way and have something else like crazy cool like that happen. And it just never does. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's one ghost ship movie out of the way. We've got one more to go. But before we head out, Steve, where can people find you? Yeah, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram at the Steve Dead. Actually, today is my 13th anniversary on Twitter. Wow! Ooh, happy anniversary! This, right? Yeah. That m- that must mean bad things are going to happen to me on Twitter exclusively because it's <laughs> year thirteen, right? Well, I think we all know what's going to happen, and that's that the Snyderverse fans are going to come for you now. I mean, they they could. I just because uh, they just uh, released that uh, Snyder bots and everything uh, sabotaged those audience awards at the Oscars. So I retweeted that story and I said again, I'll say it again, fuck this movie. Um, because yeah. I, I totally believe, like I, I don't know, Zack Snyder doesn't know story structure or any of that shit. So any Snyder verse, restore Snyder verse people that are listening to this episode, I'm not on your side. I'm sorry. It's just I can't do it. So we tried, but yeah, yeah. I anyway, I deviate from <laughs> what I was saying. I I'm also on Letterboxd. And you can find me on The Shift with Shane Hewitt every Thursday at 11 p.m. Pacific time across Canada on any chorus uh, radio network. Nice. Taylor, where can people find you on the internet? Uh, mainly on... I mean, I'm 
the last couple of months, I've barely even been on the internet. But mainly, I'm on Instagram and Twitch. Uh, my username is Techronomicon. Um, I have a blog, blog that if I do anything else exciting, I usually post there. Um, technically, I have a Twitter as well, but I'm literally never on it. So if you have any uh, opinions about my shitty opinions about things, then sorry, <laughs> I'm not going to read them. Um, so what you're saying is, if the Snyderverse fans come for you, it'll fall on deaf ears. Yeah, come at me, bro. You're not it's just going to be farting in the wind, basically. I, I remember once, like, one of the Snyderverse fans, like, because back, well, I've changed my Twitter profile a bit now, but, like, back when it was, when I had it a certain way, my big thing is I would mention that I'm a big fan of Friday the 13th. And one of them got so upset that he replied, well, the Nightmare at Elm Street series is better than Friday the 13th. And I just replied, I'm like, dude, you're trying so fucking hard to be a contrarian. Like, I don't even fucking care what you think of these movies. Like, yeah, <laughs> like. I can tell you just read my Twitter profile and you're just like trying to rile me up, but like it 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 doesn't work. So I don't really care if you like that better than the other one. But anyways, I feel like because I'm never on Twitter, I should just go on Twitter to start shit. You know. There fun. you go. Yeah. Exactly. And then it'll be and then it'll be fine. I'll just pull aggro of all the weird trolls on the internet, so you guys don't have to deal with it. It's perfect. Perfect. Okay. Uh. Yeah. I'm over at threeandgrinners.com. Uh, I will give us a particular shout out because there's a lot of horror themed content these next two weeks. Got a commentary for Nightmare on Elm Street 4, The Dream Master. I argue that movie is very visually interesting and fun. The story and characters are fucking garbage, but it's at yeah, the very I least. Yeah, I would agree with that. It's at the very least a very visually interesting film. Um, what else? Also, to. Uh, I got a review copy for the Evil Dead video game, which I'm enjoying quite a bit. Nice. I'm glad that that's doing good. Yeah. It's, uh, if you like your, your Evil Deads, it's pretty much like a love letter to that franchise. So nice. Yeah. I'll be, uh, three new gamers is where I'll be talking about that when that comes out next weekend. So, which I think this should be posted before then, but so you have to, might have to wait a little bit, but yeah. All right. I'll, uh, oh, I'm on Twitter, Film Critic Kurt. I'm on Letterboxd, Fatal Koala. Uh, and until next time, everybody, bye for now.